another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Jesus, that wasn't planned. <laughs> um, <laughs> joining me today, I have two uh, wonderful human beings who are land stewards uh, for the neighborhood house of Milwaukee. Uh, do either one of you want to explain exactly what the organization, like what its mission is? Okay. Well, I will uh, give that, that uh, speech. So Neighborhood House in Milwaukee is a uh, nonprofit community services organization that started off in Milwaukee um, in the Concordia neighborhood mm -hmm. over, say, uh, 27th and State in uh, 1945. And they started off in um, the old settlement house fashion. So it was just kind of this, like, this, uh, center for people who were new to the neighborhood or, or needed um, you know some some extra help like family services uh, um, after school programs things like that um, and so they, they've been around for quite a while um, neighborhood house uh, we serve over 4,500 people from the Milwaukee area a year um, doing early childhood education after school programs, environmental education. We have an uh, international learning program. Um, so we are one of the um, biggest places, uh, or biggest organizations in the Midwest that serves uh, immigrants and refugees, yeah. uh, teaching ESL classes, helping with job placement, um, uh, citizenship, um, things like that. Um, and then where Esther and I really work is the neighborhood house also has a 93-acre nature center in Dodge County, Wisconsin, um, which they acquired in 1969. Mm. So um, one of our first uh, executive directors, Ray Richardson, um, was a little ahead of the curve in 1969, um, saw the need to expose uh, urban residents to the outdoors. Um, so we were, we're really one of the first in Milwaukee to start environmental education programs. Um, so, and they've been, yeah, they acquired that land and have been doing all sorts of programming, family camping, education. Farming. Uh, they started off doing farming um, and things like that there. Um, that, that long so, ago, yeah. so yeah. It's amazing. Thank you yeah. for all of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah Long and Esther Portnoy, welcome to the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Despite uh, the uh, you know the Rona that's going on, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I've had to cancel a couple episodes because of it, unfortunately. But I appreciate you two still joining me here today. Mm -hmm. uh, how are your days today? Just to great. Yeah. Um, so I was out at the Nature Center all day today. We uh, had uh, 33 K-4 children from Storm School come out and uh, participate in our maple sugaring program at the Nature Center. So we were out with the kids, drilling trees, collecting sap, blowing it down, taking it on, uh, on nature hikes. It was a beautiful day for it. Um, it's very it's, yeah, it's really fun. It was a very nice day. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got some sunshine finally. This yes. Week, so. Yeah. yeah, I went on a little stroll myself. Okay. Esther, how about you? It was great. Um, worked at my other job at the Spice House. Spice House, yeah. right? Yeah. Mom, wish I was at the Nature Center. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. I got you. Um, yeah. So, uh, where exactly is the Nature Center? 
So the Nature Center is in, it's right on the border of Ashapin and Neosho, Wisconsin, okay. in southeast Dodge County, about 11 miles north of the Conemawak. So it's it's quite a hike from Milwaukee, but we have um, a, a, our uh, community services uh, manager um, coordinates every year, you know, something like 1,200 MPS students that take field trips yeah. uh, via bus up yeah. there to participate in our environmental ed program. Yeah. So, and for a lot of these kids, it's their first time being out of the oh, city, city and, yeah. and experiencing something like that. So it's a, it's a really special place. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to go to the Nature Center. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a, a private uh, land for since 1969, and we are, um, we, we've always had kind of public, some public events there, but now we're kind of upping the ante this summer. We're going to be doing um, open doors days to the public once a month and trying to start uh, volunteer land stewardship programs and citizen science programs and things like that. Awesome. So, Sweet. Yeah. So you'll have opportunity. Fantastic. You know, we'll hit you up. Please but. do. All we need is a way up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, before we like get into anything too much, uh, I want to uh, point out what we have here. So what did you uh, bring us? Well, this is the uh, from Nessun Dorma. It's their uh, Chichio uh, cheese and meat uh, board, olives, hot peppers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I hadn't had a chance to eat much. Came straight from work. Went there, ordered that. Pulled <laughs> a little bit down. And decided I would bring it to share oh, with everybody. Oh, thank you so much for bringing this. Oh, this looks great. Um, I've been in Nesting Dormer once. Uh, it was really good, but I haven't been since. So yeah. I'm pretty excited for this. That's one of my favorite places in the neighborhood, oh, especially right. in the winter time. It's so nice and cozy and, and warm. warm in it's there. usually warmer than my house. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, there. Definitely. Oh, yeah, I, my uh, room is a igloo. Yeah, uh, they're cold. Yeah, so I had a uh, brunch today at uh, Blue's Egg in Sherwood. I haven't been there yet. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, actually. very fancy. It is brunch fancy. food. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like. I used to work at the Starbucks across the street, like right when it first opened. And my coworkers were like, "Dude, oh my god, Blue's Egg." Like it just it looks it looks like a brunch place, you and know. I've only been to the one in Tosa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I mean I'm not the biggest brunch guy. Mm, it's good stuff. It is. Yeah. I tried it with a friend today, and um, yeah. Oh my god, it was amazing. Definitely want to go back there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I've heard at the very least they usually have decent music playing over the intercom. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like Velvet Underground and mm. things like that. Yeah. So. They had some classics for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, ladies, what we talked about, not Mr. Nice Guy. True. Um, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And, um, yeah, so, um, so Esther, you and I have known each other for, you know, since last summer. Yeah. First time we met was at a Sister Strings show. That was a very good show. It was a great show. Big shout out to Sister yeah. Strings. Them. Yeah, and I remember you were just like sitting at a table, and I was like standing near the table, and you were like, "Are you Ben?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes." Uh, I was like, "Are you Esther?" Because we were Facebook friends. Oh, sure. Yeah, and um, like, oh yeah, like, and I found out you were your cousins with my good friend Nicole. I am. Yeah. Shout out to Nicole Gorlick. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I and then I would you know see you around the neighborhood. 
but Sarah, we've been Facebook friends. This is our first time meeting in person. Yep. Yeah. Which it is. tends to be the case for a yeah. lot of people. I feel like we probably, I bartended at High Dive for like four years, so we probably met via at that way. Time, yeah. at, at, at some point mm. of service at uh, High Dive, but yes. Quite possibly. Yeah. I mean, um, how recently? Um, up until this last summer, oh, wow. from when they opened until this last summer. Yeah. yeah, then you might have, uh, in fact, served me a, a PBR yes. or something. <laughs> yeah, I go to High Dive all the time. Um, I go to a lot of shows there. Um, I had to start wearing earplugs because of High Dive. Yes, that, that's a problem being a bartender there. That's like a catch-22. Yeah. You wear earplugs, you can't hear drink orders. Yeah. And then so I just destroyed, decided to destroy my ears. My ears are already destroyed. Yeah, mine are probably... 20-something 20, 20 years yeah. of playing music. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, we recently, uh, last weekend, uh, canvassed for Bernie Sanders, and we all met up there. I met Jason for the first time. Oh, okay. Shout out to Jason. Yeah, Jason is very uh, passionate about this campaign, and he's, he's uh, yeah, it's awesome. I'm yeah. glad that he hosted that. Very nice, dude. Yeah, yeah for sure. So. I guess to start, um, so you both studied conservation. Yeah. Can I can I pause to tell the story of how I first met, met Esther? Please do. Please at do. School, like really, like I mean, we met like through a friend. We had a yeah. the same class yeah. together. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, but uh, we were in this uh, geology class, and we had this. This is just like a awesome Esther story. This is totally. We had a lecture together, but we had like labs at different times. times yeah. And it was during finals for our lab. And we had and a different lab, or we had a different final for our lab time. I remember that. Yes. And I was, you know, doing the thing where you're sitting outside the classroom on the, on the floor, like reading through your notes to cram last minute. Oh, and yeah. Astra just walks up and she like sits down next to me and starts looking through my notes and she's like, you're going to need to know this. And this, and this, and this. And I was like, seriously? She's like, yep. And I'm like, thank you. Bye bye. You know. And I got in, and it was yeah. like, oh my god, she's right. Like, <laughs> oh, that was a pretty good yeah. time, though. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, very cheers nice. to that. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. That's that's special. So, so uh, you guys became friends after that? No, no. I, I didn't. I didn't know you very well. I mean, yeah. at a distance, and then when I was still working at. Centro, I mean, company and and high dive were my my spot. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, Sarah would always, especially like after you graduated, you'd always be like, "How how are your classes? Mm. What are you taking? What's this?" And then her and I would just be, you know, other sides of the bar, but really hashing it out, mm -hmm. um, plans and stuff. And Sarah actually has helped me immensely in my career here in Milwaukee. She had the job at the DNR um, for about a year. You were at the DNR for about a year? Two years. Two years, yeah. A little, yeah. Over, sure. two, little over two years. Awesome. Yeah, and you were working at Havenwoods full-time and um, right away, I mean, I, I graduated and I was like looking for whatever reason to leave Milwaukee and Sarah sends me a link to the one one of the openings in the positions, and then um, really hooks it up. Nice. You really hook that up. Uh, used her as a reference for the DNR. Got the position. She's 
we didn't work together really at the DNR at all. Yeah. Definitely two passing ships on that one. Yeah, yeah. Right when she was getting hired, I got offered the um, land management position mm -hmm. at Neighborhood House. Yeah, last so, April. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you're almost there a year. Mm -hmm. And then once they, once my season ended with the DNR this year, but this past, I think October, November, whatever, Sarah set, let me know right away that there was a position for land stewardship opening up with her. And that was great. Yeah, rest is history after that. I mean, applied for the position and it's it, was weird, it was a weird interview though because I was sitting with my good friend yeah. across the table interviewing yeah. me. Yeah, that was the first time interviewing someone that I knew pretty well. Yeah, oh my yeah. God, that's, yeah. That is so precious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, very well, awesome. It seems cool that like, um, you know, y'all have like, uh, it seems that you've hooked each other up uh, in the last couple yeah. of years, uh, from school to professionally, yeah. um, which is awesome. Right. And in between, yeah, definitely. And in between, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, uh, so Sarah, where are you from originally? Um, I grew up in uh, Waukegan, Illinois area, oh, and then okay. came to Milwaukee, it'll be 13 years ago this summer, um, by way of other bandmates. So I've been playing in bands since 1994, because I'm old as hell, started playing in punk bands um, in the early 90s, and um, a couple of my bandmates that were also from Illinois moved to Milwaukee to go to school here, and um, we kind of just, uh, the, the other half of the band followed, we moved to River West, and you know, we're, we're playing out and everything like that ever since. That band since disbanded, um, but um, we're s I'm s still playing with other projects. Awesome. Yeah. What are your projects? Uh, Jab Jugular. Oh yeah, I've heard yeah. of you. Yeah. yeah. So I write for Breaking and Entering. Okay. So let us let me know uh, for your next show. I'd love to. Yeah, see we've been on a hiatus this whole winter trying to write new music, mm. um, and we're slowly working on it. I think um, I heard a song. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Slowly working uh, on it. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have some, we'll get it together by this summer to, you know, we were actually, talk, I was talking with Matt about, uh, Matt Glassell about mm. setting up some shows at his new place and everything Tsunami. like that. Tsunami. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. So. Yeah, they're having their first show tonight. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Matt Glassell. I just saw his band Peroxide last night. They are so good. They rip. I love Joey Turbo's doing vocals. He's, I heard that he was yeah. doing vocals now. I haven't seen oh, that yeah. incarnation. He wears like, yet. he like wears like mass, a mask during like his songs mm -hmm. and like, yeah, this is my first time seeing Matt actually like, uh, play an instrument because I'm just so used to him being like venue guy. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like huge supporter of what I always like. What I like about Matt is like he does it. Um, he's very open to like all sorts of like. It's not just like I think in Milwaukee because we're insular, people yeah. tend to kind of circle around clicks and everything. Oh, totally. And he's just kind of very open-minded about. Yeah. And he's seeking out everyone from yeah. every little nook and cranny. He's willing to give like anybody a chance, mm -hmm. and yeah, he's like one of the sweetest dudes in the city Absolutely. for sure. Love yeah. Matt. Um, so Esther, you're from Charlotte. Right? I am. Ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, did you grow up there? I did. Oh, nice. 
And then I moved to River West. Uh, haven't looked back, huh? <laughs> I can't say I have. I want to hear a little bit about like how either of you, I guess, began finding a passion for like conservation and for the environment and for like you know um, the outdoors and stuff like that. So Sarah, we can start with you. Um, so I was privileged enough to, when I was a kid, um, I grew up across the street from. Uh, I was in this unincorporated neighborhood in Lake County, Illinois, uh, across the street from, I would say it's about three acres of woods and, and park. Mm-hmm. And so, so grew up just like, all of my best childhood memories, just like spending every moment that I could with my, my siblings and my cousins playing out there in the woods. And that's like really where I, um, started getting my passion for conservation, you know, you're, you, when you're out to, in nature, you, you notice things, you know, like, uh, you know, of course when you're a kid, what you're really thrilled about is animals and yeah. stuff like that. So we'd be out, like, catching frogs, yeah. like, you know, looking at ducks, catching fish. I used to collect like, worms. Yes, yeah. worms, yes. Yeah. Super into worms. I was one of those kids that, like, Every time I found a little baby bird, had to bring it home and yeah. try and feed it, and then it would die because I was not doing the right thing, you know, <laughs> just stuff like that. And then I was actually, um, and then you know, my 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 father who who passed, um, him and his family, um, you know, they were really into the outdoors and got to go camping a lot out on the West Coast is where mm-hmm. they lived at that time. Um, so. But anyways, I, I was always a music person. I started, I got into punk rock when I was in junior high in the early 90s, started a, a band when I was 16 years old. We were playing bars around Chicago um, and uh, started going to college for creative writing and art and then decided uh, after taking a elective, it was an environmental biology class. Um, I had this amazing professor who had started the Peregrine Falcon uh, Recovery Project in Chicago, Mm -hmm. ran a nature center, and I was like, holy crap, this is what I want to do, because being a creative writing major the whole time, I was just like, what am I going to do with this? I don't want to be a teacher. Um, And that kind of set it off from there. We, you know, I moved moved to Milwaukee, hadn't Took a high, I didn't start school right away because I was touring with my, my band all the time. Um, but while I was here in Milwaukee, um, it was really like knowing that that's what I wanted to do and I wanted to experience was making a point to be a regular volunteer mm-hmm. for organizations like the River, River Revitalization Foundation over here, Urban Ecology Center, Milwaukee mm-hmm. County Parks, yeah. and um, people such as uh, Vince Bushel, who um, is one of the managers at the RF, who's also the um, head editor of the River West Currents, oh, yeah. kind of took me under his wing and you know started teaching me about plant identification and habitat restoration and everything like that. So I really lucked out with that, um, having these opportunities within these community organizations around here. Wonderful. And then the yeah. rest is history, you know, school and you know all that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Esther, how about you? How did you start finding a passion for um, it? Yeah, I didn't grow up with like the outdoors in that regard. Like, we went camping, but it's not this like 
I wasn't growing up in this like hyper nature oriented family. Um, I, you know, graduated from Sherwood and then uh, decided to go to MHC right away for nursing because my mom was a nurse and mm-hmm. nurses are fantastic human beings and yeah. rock in all the ways and I, I thought I wanted to do that. Um, I got pretty far into it on MATC with the hopes of transferring to like UWM to get my bachelor's. Um, so it was a cost thing. I ended up changing my major so many times throughout that and I was at MATC for like, I think a, I think two and a half to three years um, before I finally did transfer over to MA, or to UWM. And I originally started with like this health science research because I love lab work as well and um, some really important people in my life at the time could just tell that like I wasn't truly invested or happy in that and I ended up going to a bunch of um, Earth Week events at UWM so they had this movie um, about what was it Get Doctors I was really into dumpster diving for a while, and I was doing that, and this movie's whole thing was, like, out in California, these green villi- like these green cities that, you know, have ripped up the hell strip between the sidewalk and the, and the highway or whatever, and, like, you know, green gardening in every neighborhood, ur- urban farming, bringing food to people is a radical idea. Um, all of that kind of brought me into it. I was volunteering at the River West um, Garden. Um, so Janice Christensen, she's an amazing human being. Shout out. Yeah, that does not live here anymore, but she has contributed so much to our community of River West, and she was really open to conversations. And yeah, just going to stuff, I just kind of was like, oh, hold on, I think, I think I'm, <clears throat> gonna be really happy working with my hands outside all day is like I'm bad at math so that's what I'm gonna do now Um, so took me a while to get there and graduate but I I I did and um, yeah I don't think there's anything else that I I could excel at the way I am right now I'm really happy I think you found the passion like after finding something that is still kind of like science oriented, mm-hmm. but like just from, you know, just a different avenue mm-hmm. of it. Um, and like, there are a lot of like uh, green clubs at UWM. There are conservation clubs. Sarah, you have, yeah. Yeah, I was one of the founders yeah, of the conservation yeah. club. Actually, that Earth Week yeah. movie that you're talking about, I think that was like. I think you, you yeah. probably put it on. <laughs> I, and they like, yeah, they had this like huge, like, yeah. I was one of the people that got yelled at at UWM for dumpster diving all the time. And really? That's, and that's <laughs> oh. why they didn't let us do it. The so Union Concourse, where all the food is, where like that oh, whole yeah. loop. There was a door that at the end of the night, the workers would bring all the trash cans oh, yeah. into one area, <laughs> and then you could just like walk in this door and pull out the food from the trash. And it was oh, like, yeah. 
It I've was done a that lot before. of food. Yeah, a lot of food. I and have done that. I, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. throw everything out. Or like pizza places. Yeah. I've done that before. There was a time when I was young, like young and living out of a car in Phoenix, Arizona, where we knew where all the circle, when all the circle K's were going to change yeah. out their yeah. hot dogs, and they would just put them in a, a new. It's not like they would throw them in the like. It was usually they'd take a. Well, it'd be nice. A separate trash yeah. bag yeah. and throw them out there. We'd just be waiting and like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a trick that I learned from my dad, who was kind of an outlaw. Yeah. And, like lived a long and hard life and died really young. Yeah. <laughs> because because of some of the stuff he did. What's that is a real conversation to have, though, like pertaining to food waste. Absolutely. I mean, all of yeah, all of those avenues definitely got me like super interested. I radicalizing like growing your own food is like yeah. one of the most best hardcore oh. things about like going. Oh, so rad! Yeah, so rad. I yeah, and I was like privileged enough to grow up with that. Um, so my parents were. Uh, I'm actually from Illinois as well. Oh, cool. South suburbs of Chicago. Okay. The Tinley Park area. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, my parents were, uh, we owned a garden center for 30 years. Oh, cool. Uh, it's called Sunnycrest Greenhouses. And, um, yeah, so, like, that was just, that was all I knew growing up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, my, my suburb, like, you know, all my friends, like, all, you know, lived in the neighborhood and whatever, but we lived on a major street, so, like, I was, you know, I grew up around flowers and plants and bugs and being outside, like, that was, like, my just, like, uh, environment growing up, and, like, growing in, like, a horticulturalist family is, like, um, I'm, I didn't appreciate it back then, but, like, now it's, like, damn, like, I was really blessed. Like that was a real privilege to grow yeah. up with that, you know. Like, cause it was just our our home was just so blessed with life, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I mean, it sucked when like the deer would come and eat our plants in the mm-hmm. middle of the night, you know. But, um, but then you get to talk about how your deer, yes, eat all your plants and stuff, and that's I get to say that out loud, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like my mom and dad, like they like they cultivated a garden, and like yeah, we grew up with like homegrown tomatoes and green beans, you know getting dirty and um yeah like so it's you know like I used to be like insecure about the fact that I had such a different upbringing than a lot of my friends but like really like it is like a real looking back it's like it's pretty awesome that like I grew up appreciating like a lot of that like green centered outdoor centered like atmosphere sure Uh, yeah and that like like I actually like so I I'm curious because that I remember, at least when, because I I have got like a, probably a decade and a half on you guys. I remember like being in the suburbs, like, um, that was like, people didn't do gardens in their backyards. They had these huge yards, they didn't do gardens. So like, how was it for you? Like, was it still a pretty novel thing? Yeah. Around, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were the town flower shop. Oh yeah. Is what we like, were known as, Yeah. Of, of of course, like with your yeah. your parents' greenhouse, which is like that idea, yeah. Of, like, yeah, having that. It's for it's incredible and... to be the house that I grew up in. Um, we had um, there was a few. I remember a few years when we were younger, we tried doing vegetable gardens, but like, but really, it was like nobody nobody did that. Everybody had these like you know 
big quarter acre lots and stuff and yeah. it was just like yeah yeah and yeah like I mean definitely like um, you know like my parents were really excited and thrilled about like people in the neighborhood that were you know thinking about manifesting a garden of their sure. own like it, you know like they did a lot of housework for people and stuff like that like that were it was just something that like they're genuinely like excited and passionate about like people gardening you know and but ultimately five years ago uh, uh, a mire got built around the corner from our house and uh, you know those big Mm-hmm. Corporate department stores, yes. Home Depot, yeah. Walmart, yeah. are our biggest competition. Yeah. So uh, it failed. Yeah. So oh, that's yeah. So my dad is still to this day really sad about yeah. it. Yeah. No, there's nothing like going to like a family-owned oh, greenhouse. We're so lucky that we have Kellner. Kel- Shout out to Kellner greenhouses. Yeah, they're great. Um, yeah. No, it's a. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild, but it's it is like it's funny like you mentioned that about your parents because it's such a it was such a novel idea when yeah. someone was interested in getting really excited. Right. I think that's how we feel when we're talking to people that are just getting into yep. conservation. Like there's a girl that I work with at the Spice House, and she's a few years younger than me, four years younger than me, and she um, she's in CES, and great kind soul but she you know one when I found CES and like when I decided that like this is the the right thing to do I was like so excited and I still am obviously I love what I do um but she is not as excited and it's just hard to like get on somebody's level who's doing the damn thing and then like isn't as stoked to like go about it yeah because there's a lot of things that you can do with with conservation mm-hmm. and the outdoors right. you know yeah totally. yeah especially well you know i think people um i think people a, a lot of the public are still kind of hung up on like well i need to recycle and i need to do this or that um and like really like the the best thing that you could do is like just like start growing native plants like even if it's just like a little like four by yeah. four plot like that's that's all the space you have or even like out on your balcony and everything mm-hmm. so i get really excited about that when people start talking about that and it's just like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna help you out here yeah. i'm gonna tell like tell you like what you should grow like give you a list of like plants what they look like what they do yeah. God, i'm happy here, like, giving people the, that infor- kind of like information yeah. and access yeah. For free. That's not right. like I want yeah. you to do that in like for yourself for myself. Yeah, we tend to be in such a, a bubble, and like w- when you're working in this profession, you're always like thinking in these like big scales. You know, you're always thinking about like uh, I'm trying to apply for grants so that we can get money to rest- restore a ten acre wetland and things like that. Like that's like you know, and then you you forget that like. It's like you can really make an impact in like these on your front on, on a much smaller oh, yeah. scale totally. and everything. And then you forget also being in this bubble that like people aren't they just don't know as much as like you think. You know what I mean? Like I think a lot of people are still hung up on you know, like real like 
kind of surface stuff, you know, and, yeah. and um, I don't know how to how to say it in a. Yeah, but yeah. it's just yeah. You know like mean, like yeah. for for instance, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do a shout out because I don't want to like, you know, damn anyone. But I was just recently at a um, open house for a um, really awesome nonprofit organization out here that's done a lot for Milwaukee, um, and they were giving out um, free seed packets, and I was looking for the seed packets, and I'm pulling out like. Oh my God! They're, these 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 flowers are they're invasive, you know. And it's just yeah. it, you know it, it's stuff it's stuff like that that like right. it, it kind of blew my mind that even this like kind of big organization like what are you doing handing these out to oh, people yeah. that don't know better, totally. you know. <laughs> it's like uh, it's, it's like setting food up for uh, European starlings. Yes. You know, yes. <laughs> like yeah, invasive species for sure. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. Um, kind of what you were saying about like how being in a program with somebody who's like not nearly as like invested in it like as you are yeah as excited. i mean that 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 bleeds out into like every part of life oh just totally like being passionate yeah i mean like i you know i like i was excited about being a journalism student yeah but you know there's some people that may have picked it because you know That's they didn't know what else they were gonna pick right yeah I also picked CES <laughs> once I moved um, into UWM because it was the shortest amount of credits out of integrating. <laughs> I like I could have done biology, but you have to have like several years of chemistry. Horrible at math. Go the math. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. I, I take calculus either. more times than I like to admit. Oh, yeah. Can't do math. And chemistry more times than I like to admit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like it. It just, I'm lucky. I feel lucky. Period. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. Um, so, being land stewards. Um, so I know. So both of you worked at the DNR for a long time, right? For. I only worked there um, from last. I think I got hired in April. Yeah, because that's when. Yeah, last oh, April. Okay. So you only to, did one season. I only did one season, and then this is. I yeah, this is my second or third job really working in the field oh, after college so newly experienced I but I know a lot how long did you work for the dinner? I worked there for a little over two years uh, and then uh, uh, City of Milwaukee Forestry Department um, interned there for a couple of years before that cool yeah. awesome yeah so like what did your like your jobs your duties like what did they what did it entail? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Haven Woods. Haven Woods. Um, I love that job. That's a really special place in Milwaukee. It's on the north side, north northwest side, off of Silver Spring and Yep. Yep. So that's 200, yeah. 40, 237 acres 237 of state acres. forest in the city of Milwaukee. Oh, wow. Nobody knows about it. We should all go on a field trip today. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. We'll yeah. do a Mr. Nice Guy field trip <laughs> to Haven Woods. It's beautiful. Um, a lot of the work there was a lot of trash. A lot of trash mm. and trail maintenance. A lot of the things that it's like 75% of that, 
and then there's a 25% of the time when you're actually like working the property, which made it all worth it and like wow, this is what I'm doing, and I love this job, and I, I'm, I'm fixing this beautiful part of Milwaukee that, again, nobody goes to, but it's like, it feels like it's just for me kind of situation, and, and but you know it's not, you know, you're a drop in a bucket compared to the work you do there. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a, we're being a little bit unfair about Havenwoods, whereas general public, it's kind of, this yeah. gem in Milwaukee. Unfortunately, the, the reason why is because there's certain municipality laws where um, state forests can't really have a big sign. So it's it's kind of like on this side road that kind of like is just off of Silver Spring at Sherman. So if you're driving by and you are really looking, you can see just kind of this like that like basic green and white like reflective sign that says Havenwood State Forest this way. Yeah. Instead of like what you're used to seeing those like big like state forest signs. Yeah. So so many people um, have lived in Milwaukee for years and never knew it was yeah. there. They they've been there since 1972. And so general public doesn't visit there much, but the state forest has also been doing environmental huge, programs, yeah, huge um, programming for for decades, and so um, they still serve you know hundreds of school kids a year in those programs, and they have um, monthly um, land stewardship uh, volunteer days, yeah. things like that. People go out and cut buckthorn and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, so. Um, when I worked there, um, it was less, um, a little bit less uh, garbage pickup, yeah. a lot more um, habitat um, enhancement and mitigation, restoration mm-hmm. projects, and things like that, and um, dealing with um, volunteers, having volunteer programs, and we worked with the UWM service learners, they would have to come in and do... UWM Extension has gardens there? Yes, yeah. yeah. Except it has uh, some really great demonstration gardens there, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but it's awesome. It's seriously two hundred thirty-seven acres of prairie yeah. wetland um, forest, older growth forest. That's awesome. There's sandhill cranes there. There's deer. Oh, there coyotes, coyotes. There's on the owls. It's 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 a really cool. My spot. mom always texts me whenever she hears the sandhill cranes. Like there, it's happening. Yeah, we yeah, can hear it now. Yeah. We get well, to see it on our nature center. Little uh, velociraptors, I don't know if you guys know this, but for Jurassic Park, they actually use recordings of Stan Hill Crane calls mm. for the velociraptor song oh, sounds. Awesome. So, I didn't know that. But I didn't know that, that but... <laughs> it makes sense. But that does make sense. Yeah, <laughs> it does. yeah for sure. Nice. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's something. Yeah, like I didn't know that existed so that's yeah awesome. yeah well so Havenwoods is only one of the properties that I worked on we also have the Hank Aaron State Trail which is a 16 mile trail you know from here to like west uh, by the zoo oh, wow. I think is where it ends it's like a hundred and something 126 I think um, and that that one's great but it's really different and then um, there's also Lakeshore State Park right near Discovery World. Um, That was kind of like my home base. So, I mean, work there was also a little different, but um, second Wednesday of every month, I know that there's a bonfire down there. That's really great. Used to post about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not on Facebook anymore, but um, 
maybe I'll still post some, yeah. some stuff that Sarah and I do. Yeah. <laughs> that place is cool too. Yeah. It's, it's so yeah. unique. Like, you know, it was like, Dolomite, Dolomite Rocks and then, um, what is it, with like all the construction of I-94, they're bringing the dirt and just putting it on that property. So that so that property we've been like dealing with a soil seed bank of like the past 15 years we're about year six into it year yeah year six year seven year eight something like that and like so that property is a lot more like management of what's already there we do a lot of planting most a lot of grasses there's an awesome little kids um wood chip garden space that that keeps adding a lot more diversity and you know trying to get kids to interact with yeah, it. Totally. Yes. Going down there at night too. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Just awesome. like underwear that, bike ride through there. Yes. That was like <laughs> yeah. the, the backdrop of downtown. It's great. Everything. And I have then, some of the best pictures of the city. Yeah. And uh, yeah. 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 And then certain t times of the year you can see like little foxes jumping out from like to catch like the grasshoppers we have like, a the, the fox one everything. of the prairies is called fox prairie it's next to the only tree on the property a reason for it only one tree on the property because it was already there but summerfest has like uh things mandated that we can't have trees on that property because it'll block the view of the lake yeah i've heard that Every, every now and then the managers there have been like, we're going to figure out a way to sneak in some trees. Please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How to bring some trees. To uh, there, there might be a couple trees coming. Amazing. Yeah. I think that oh, you might see those in the next few years. Wow. Oh, we love <laughs> to see. This. We love to see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's really special. I mean, like a lot of these, I feel like a lot of people are very like, you know, neighborhood comfortable and whatever, and they don't. You know, not everyone ventures out into yeah. like nature preserves or protected, you know, areas. Yeah, it's all about nature. the accessibility. Yeah, and I mean, I love nature. You know, like I grew up camping. Like I, nature's you know, in your backyard. People nature, just it, it absolutely is. You know, uh, I used to watch the bird feeder for fun yeah. growing up. You know, like yeah. I want to go to some of these spots yeah. that you guys are talking yeah. about. Dude, we have the river corridor right here. You We're sure so do. lucky that we do. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. That's amazing. It's very different from when but we grew up, or yeah. when I grew up. Yeah. You didn't go hang out by the river unless you are being bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Naturally. But, uh, <laughs> but like, the thing about all these, like, all the 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 state yeah. places that we're talking about here, the Hank Aaron, Lakeshore State Park, Haven Woods, all super accessible by the bike trails. Obviously, Hank Aaron is a bike. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it literally um, is a but, bike trail. But yeah, like really, like for a while, I had a broken car and I was riding, drive, like riding my bike from, from River West to Haven Woods to the north Which isn't side. that crazy, but. It wasn't bad. You could take the ocean <laughs> all the no. way there to Mill and it was, it really wasn't that bad. Like, I'd make Jesse pick. No, I just, I told myself I would do it one time. And I never did it. I never biked to Hamlin's this yeah. summer. Like, it was tough when you were going out there in, the, in midsummer on bike and then working out in the hot sun and all day home. and then biking home. I wanted to die, but <laughs> but you did it. We're just gonna, you know, plan a, a trip for you know one time thing. <laughs> do it. It's awesome. Yeah. So I'll get on that, Sarah. But like, no, that's like that's what's like. Uh, I think like 
Milwaukee, like, just, like, um, nurtures that we have such a great park system here. We've, you know, the... the yeah, the, the connections that I've just... I, okay, I bike to Lakeshore all summer, so that's fine. I, I took the Oakley, but, yeah, just, like, people using that as a means of, like, and, like, nature, like... Yeah the big thing you just forget that it's literally everywhere you don't have to like go anywhere to like be in it because yeah. you are in it i want to get a bike this summer truly spoken what's that truly spoken that's the place that is the place i'll get that's the place yeah. that's that's the, spot. The, the owner is a long time river west resident yeah grew up in the milwaukee area i think he also employed. He went to Shorewood. Yeah, yeah, Shorewood. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, yeah, he's <laughs> you can still be cool and go to Shorewood. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's very cool. And they'll, they'll, you know, even if they don't have exactly what you need when you go there, they'll, they'll keep be on the lookout for you. Yeah. That's how I got my first bike when I went to Milwaukee. Like yeah. I was looking for something in a certain budget. I'm a very tall person, you know, and. As soon as something come in, came in, like, and that was, yeah. this was back when Truly Spoken had first opened, um, where, um, oh my gosh, I'm having a brain fart about the Pottery Art Studio that's over on Center Street and Bremen. Oh, tr uh, yours truly. Yours truly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't put that together until now. But, like, yeah, he just called me up, like, hey, I think I got a bike in. And I think it's really for you. Bike. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think this one's yeah. for you. This one feels like you. It yeah. feels like you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so being being a land stewards, like what is what does that mean? Like being part of uh, the neighborhood house in Milwaukee. I know we talked about what the organization is and everything at right. the beginning, but yeah, like what are your roles with it? So, um, so I uh, am pretty much starting a uh, new land stewardship program. It'll be like the first like official program that neighborhood houses had um like this yeah like this um to this extent where it's this full-time program um what we're doing out there is a plethora of things we're providing support to the environmental education um program that we have we're doing maintenance on the trails we're doing habitat restoration um you know, one of the very first things that I had to do when I started there um, was I had to go out and do a vegetative assessment. So we're doing we're doing surveys and inventory so that we have baseline data so that when we um, try and make plans and um, apply for grants and things like that to do certain restoration projects, we have something to some, something to work off of and, and something to to monitor. But, but also with this land stewardship program, we're, we're trying to get more public involvement and volunteerism out there. Um, as, as you mentioned, getting a ride out there, it's tough. Neighborhood House has been in Milwaukee for, forever, and we have some really great community support as far as volunteers go in Milwaukee, but trying to get people to drive 50 minutes out from the city, that's really tough. And we, we always try to accommodate that we have our own vehicles we have big vans and stuff and when we have volunteer days it's like okay we can all meet here and carpool together and everything like that um we're trying to reach out more 
historically neighborhood house had been had been more a, a little bit more involved with the community out in Dodge County, um, but when you're like when you're communicating with with schools and stuff over the years, administrations change and stuff like that, and you kind of lose touch. So so that's been a little bit of a challenge, especially I I really feel like this political climate too when you're trying to like say hey we're this nonprofit organization from the city of Milwaukee out in the country and like, you know, are you, are you interested in coming to, you know, do some volunteer hours and people are so guarded out there, you know, well, oh, you're from Milwaukee, what, what is this about? And it's right. like, it's, it's really strange, but, um, but yeah, we're, we're doing things like that. So we're starting, you know, volunteer land stewardship days. Um, I just had a little fundraiser, uh, and we were able to raise funds to get some um, Tascam field recorders so we can go out and do um, citizen science uh, frog call surveys because um, we're planning on doing a pond and wetland restoration and so I need some of that baseline data that we didn't have to like find out what species are out there, things like that. Um, we're we're going to be um, monitoring ephemeral ponds that we have out there which are um, just kind of um, vernal ponds, temporary ponds from snow melts in the uh, um, early spring where salamanders and other amphibians breed and, and, and things like that. So it's, it's, it's fun, exciting stuff Scary. that we're doing yeah. because and we're starting from scratch. Yeah, we're totally starting from charged. scratch. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. That is a, yeah, that does sound like uh, quite an itinerary. Oh, we we have so much going on that Sarah's like curated for us, and I'm just along for the ride yeah, right, right now. But sure. it's it's uh, it's awesome, like lists lists and lists of things that need to be done. We're going to do. We are doing. We have done. You know, they're all growing and changing right. and dynamic, and it's and it's awesome to yeah. Right. So, so one of the really big things that is a, a priority for us is with the um, land stewardship program. Um, last year was the last summer was the first summer when I, when I got hired on is to do a uh, summer internship program for uh, young adults who are interested in going into the conservation sciences and um, natural resources management. Um, with a focus on trying to be inclusive, um, we we are we really are looking for minorities, people uh, of color, and trying to um, offer offer that to them. Um, that is really um, a large part of the demographic that Neighborhood House serves, yeah. and it and um, where I've seen some positive things over the past decade or so, where. When I first kind of started off in this, there was almost no women. Now yeah. you're seeing tons of women in this field, and now we just kind of step it up more and um, reach out to um, people of color who yeah. are interested in this. Yeah. Because you know, as I, I, as we all know, that like uh, definitely underrepresented yes. within our within um, our community. When you talk about environmental justice, um, especially people of color in urban areas, are the most heavily affected yeah. by by that. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's really special. Um, so, I guess um, 
one of the last things I wanted to talk about. This is more of a, a fun question. Sure. But, uh, you know, I wanted to just hear uh, what your uh, ideas were. Um, what is, like, the coolest natural wonder or natural play, like, place in nature you've ever been to or seen? Sure, the um, Olympic Peninsula in Washington State. Oh, wow. Nia Bay um, is the most northwestern point in the continental U.S. Mm -hmm. um, you can see the Puget Sound crashing with the... Um, with the ocean and Victoria Island is on the horizon and that looks like a huge cloud castle in the sky. It's like very, very spiritually beautiful and it's, it's actually on a reservation. Oh, sure. Um, got there really early one morning and watched the sunrise. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. How yeah. about you? Oh, this is, when people ask this question, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is yeah. When people like when people ask, I was gonna say when people ask this question, it's like so hard for me to decide because I like every I love everything. Um, but I'm gonna go with something a, a little bit closer to home. I was gonna say Cedarburg Bog. Oh which is amazing. man! Like if if, if, if you haven't yeah. been to a bog yet, yeah. we have Cedarburg Bog oh, is oh. really close by. The, it's loaded, right off the... loaded with carnivorous pitcher plants. Oh, people don't oh. people think about that kind of stuff and they think it's like off in the jungle. No, oh, we literally we have natives. Yep, here um, the whole like string bog. Yes, the the whole lord. Oh, we have uh, they have um, lady slipper orchids. Yeah, so, yeah. so the thing about a, a bog is um, it has it's it's all peat and it, it has like it's highly alkaline. So like this is maybe this is like a fact that everybody knows, but the whole the whole term the boogeyman comes from the bog where mm -hmm. I would I think it's like it was like what like Ireland or somewhere in like yeah. northern north north uh, western Europe where they have a lot of bogs and stuff. It, like the the term the the boogeyman like came from the the boggy man and it would be like you know escapee prisoners that would be trying to escape the bog and they'd fall through the peat and drown and the water is so so alkaline that it preserves that would preserve their bodies and then eventually their bodies would just float up and it would just look like yeah. you know like years later um so that's really cool <laughs> and then like the milwaukee river right here yeah. dude like all the efforts all the conservation efforts from all the organizations and people that have helped out there we have freaking beavers down there after a hundred years like no beavers Otters. Um, uh, the otters, otters are sh have yeah. shown up at, and like, at, the again. at the bog, actually. At the bog, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I like Yosemite, Sequoia <laughs> Flats, all those places are amazing yeah. and beautiful, but like we also have like really cool stuff. Yeah. Oh, certainly. Yes. yes. I, I totally feel that. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, yeah. I'd say. Um, What's, what about you? Yeah. Yeah, so. I had three places that came to mind, but only one of them, like, I've experienced as an adult. So, like I said, like, my family camped growing up, so, like, Crater Lake is fucking cool. fantastic. I haven't been there, I haven't been there but that's oh, very yeah. cool. It's a bucket list one. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's dazzling. Also, the Badlands. Have um, not been there either. Yeah. My family, like, my dad's side is from South Dakota, so, like, oh, cool. we did, like, a trip when I was, like, yeah. nine, but the Badlands are fascinating. 
but I'd say like as an adult, the coolest place I've ever seen naturally. Um, so fun fact about me at Birdwatch. Um, I so like a lot. Oh, I'm a huge bird nerd. <laughs> yes. Oh, great. Fantastic. Um, so, like, when I was little, my uh, my dad had like a like a CD of like it was like a bird guide, and I had, used to have so much fun like exploring all the different North American birds with like the bird calls and like you know like learning about all the different like types and everything. Like, I thought it was so cool when I was little. So, my senior year of college, uh, my spring break, I went to Florida for the first time. I'd never been. And like, you know, you know we did like the Disney World, we did the Universal, like we did the, the starter kit stuff. But I really wanted to go to the Everglades. I, cause like. Cool. It just, it just always looks so fascinating. Um, so we drove uh, five hours. I stayed with my buddy who lives in Orlando. We drove five hours downstate. Florida, which my, like Florida is a really fucking boring state to drive through. Like, and, yeah. and it's just, it's just so like muggy. It's gross. But um, we got we went to the Everglades for a day, and to be able so all the gators just like lying around on the side of the streets like were really cool. You know that was awesome. But to be able to see species of birds I never thought I would see in real life that I thought were like so fascinating like when I was little as a kid and being able to see them in natural habitat. Yeah. Like seeing a cormorant. Yeah. You know, like seeing just like all these like different kinds of like seabirds and like storks mm -hmm. like in streets. Like not in the zoo, but like mm -hmm. out in like on a on a body of water, like I'm nesting in the trees. Yeah. Right. Um was it was mesmerizing. I'd say the Everglades are the coolest thing I've seen yeah, so far. So far. Awesome. Yes. Everglades they have uh, the ghost orchid. They do. Um, what was that? That book? Oh, adaptation, adaptation. No. with Nick Cage. Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't read the book. I just watched the movie. That's a weird movie. That is a weird movie. I just read that book. Yeah. I have it. Oh, tight. And would recommend. Nice. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, it's like cool just to see. Like, you know, I I geek out when I see a great blue heron, but like, yeah. just to see like magnificent. Yeah. Well. Like you want to participate in. The neighborhood house of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Birdathon campaign, like during the migration season. Dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it off. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So as we close out, okay. so uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was super cool to talk about nature and the yeah. environment and yeah. conservation and everything. So as we close out, I ask everyone the same two questions as we are on our way out. So Sarah, I'll start with you. What keeps you up at night? Worrying about my four-year-old daughter all the time. What's your name? Sparrow. Shout out to Sparrow! <laughs> Esther, what keeps you up at night? Um, too much caffeine. Too much caffeine, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I totally yeah. feel that, yeah. What keeps you up at night, man? Um, well, um, I, I sleep really well. Um, but I'd say lately it's been um, 
times being out at shows. You know, I just I love local music. Being out at high dive, actually. <laughs> like, yeah, like I being out later than I like would choose to be, like for the sake of like being out at a show or being out with friends. Like people in River West party really late. And I can't keep up. I like I like to be in bed by like twelve. You know, so I'm a I'm like 10 p.m. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what puts you to sleep? Oh, working out in the fresh air and sun all yeah. day for sure. It's the best, best way to. Yeah, it puts me to sleep. I, yeah, long day outside. Come home, hot shower, bed, bed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dinner, bed. <laughs> for me, it's a good nightcap. I do love like yeah. a beer or two like at the end of the night and Sam's caught me with a couple Campari, Campari nightcaps at high dive. Yeah. Spectacular. Excellent. Oh, yeah. we love to see it. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for being Thank on the you. show. Thank you. Yes, this is a lot of fun. Uh, so, uh, Neighborhood House of Milwaukee, uh, I mean, how can people get involved? Um, go to our website. It's. Uh, neighborhoodhouseofmke.org um, and uh, you can see some of our events there. Get also Facebook soon. Facebook, yes. Soon. We have a uh, Neighborhood House Milwaukee Nature Center Facebook and you will see all of our events posted there. Soon. So, yeah. We have quite a few workshops and things Right. It's wonderful just like to hear about the work y'all are yeah. doing. And we'll give you rides there. Yeah, we'll yes. Dodge <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> County, baby. Yeah. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.